Welcome to another episode of the Snowies Camping Show. You are here with Ben and Lauren. And before we get into today's chat, make sure you have subscribed wherever you're listening to your podcast so you never miss another episode. And you've also jumped onto Facebook where we have our Snowies Camping Show there. We can get in on all the conversations happening around our episode, ask questions, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, let us know what you want to hear in the future. So we have been blessed with some warm weather recently Yay. and it's starting to get out of the dooms and glooms of winter and we're chatting awnings and shelters um, generally for, you know, out and about if you're at the picnic or the park, but also beach shelters and things as well because it's something that a lot of people are either looking to replace or upgrade or get if they haven't already had one. Um, So, yeah, it's it's – you can't always be guaranteed of shade wherever you go in, can you? No, I mean the beach is a classic example. Unless you're in a, a palm lined beach, then oh, you're probably be nice. going to be would be yeah. <laughs> you're going to be in the open, aren't you? So yeah, yeah beach shelters um, for, for shade at the beach. But um, outback touring is is another um, uh, important um, area for shade, mm. um, and would touch a little bit on vehicle awnings too, because mm. sometimes on outback roads there are, there might be a small tree, but it doesn't offer much um, much yeah. shade. Um, you might be able to find a riverbed or something, but sometimes you just need to pull over wherever you can and you need to just create some shade. So um, Sometimes also when you're well. sort of like rocking up to a campsite, especially one of those ones where it's like first in, first served, there might be spots left, but they're in undesirable sort of locations there. Yep. And you, no shade left. You need to create your own shade. Yep. Um, yep. Well, let's kick it off then in terms of, you know, talking about vehicle shade options first and foremost. Yep. Um, we've got sort of essentially a couple of different kinds of awnings. The first and one that sort of comes to mind, I think, for everybody's mind is just your, your standard pull-out awning, yep. I think is what they're called. Oh, the most common sizes you get them is um, they usually pretty consistently pull out to about two and a half metres, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Two, um, two to two and a half metres, yeah. Thereabouts. And then you can get them in like a two or two and a half metre width as well. So, mm. um, And then they can be pretty handy because they're obviously lighter, um, they're – uh, you, you can. It's a little bit tricky to do it with one person, but you definitely can do it with one person. It's lighter. It's really simple, quick, easy setup. You can get accessories like side panel walls and things, and then a lot of brands still do like an awning tent, which is just like a cube yep. tent that you can sort of Velcro and yeah. attach with the the uh, what do you call it the sail track. Oh yeah, on the end, yeah. So essentially, yeah. they're they're, they're a, it's kind of a frame with a with a canvas or something attached yeah. to it and the frame folds out and the canvas is kind of integrated. Yeah. I've got one of those or had one of those in my car. I won't go mm. into vehicle weights again, but I took it <laughs> off to save on vehicle weights and I'm kind of making a kind of a lightweight version out of just a tarp, but that's a little bit more mucking around to set up. But these the ones you um, refer to are, if you've got two people, they're pretty easy to set up. And yeah, if you want to add, we, we had one and we added um, a screen room in underneath it mm. when the kids were young and they didn't like all the bugs at night. Yeah. So we'd sit in underneath there right next to the car. But I found them mostly useful for lunch stops where you, yeah. you just, you know, you don't want to drive for another half hour an hour trying to find the right tree to, you know, sit under. You can just pull over in anywhere and, um, 
Or I just dropped a pin. That <laughs> yeah, was like, was like, oh, I'm going to be in trouble for that. <laughs> you just not going to be happy. Um, and, uh, yeah, just set that up and, and you've got a bit of shade yeah. on the side of the road. But there's some fancier versions The pull-out well. ones I think are a good option more for sort of day-to-day usage. Like when you have drive-on beaches and things like that, like down in South Australia or Aldingaril or what have you, because mm-hmm. they're just so quick and easy and sort of light and they can go on smaller SUVs without too much trouble and things like that and yep. they're not a massive big thing to set up and put away um yeah they're a really good sort of versatile all-round all-rounder option yeah probably 10 to 15 kilos is is your weight of yeah. those but then you get up to um the other ones we've got mentioned here which are sort of 180 and 270 degree mm-hmm. awnings which kind of the same concept but at all they, they have a pivot point with lots of um i know Austin call them spars Ex- or something or extrusions arms yeah they, arms they pivot rounds um, the three, uh, sorry, not 360, 360 warning would be like a right, full the center circle. of the car right <laughs> yeah. around, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. 270, which covers all down the side of the car and then around to the rear as well. Mm. That's quite often got two uh, brackets with, with all the arms pivots. So there's a whole lot more going on, a mm. um, whole lot more fabric. There, you usually need, there are some awnings out there that are freestanding in that respect, but generally you need to have uprights and guy ropes to peg it all down mm-hmm. because you've basically got a, a massive kite. umbrella, a kite, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if the wind picks up, then you know the laws of physics come to play, and something's going to give. Mm. And that could be your roof rack, it could be the brackets on the awning, mm. or, or yeah, um, maybe worse parts of your car, if, depending on how it's attached. So you generally do need to anchor it still, but you get heaps more coverage. Yeah, but they do weigh a lot more, take a little bit more time to set up. So the one eighty ones will generally tend to just go down one side of your car, but like you mentioned, the two seventy ones go back across the rear of your vehicle as well. And yep. generally the 270 degree options are more for people who want to use that as a functional uh, like awning or covered space when they're away camping and they're sort of setting up because there is a, a fair bit of work to them in in terms of when you're wanting to attach walls and things like that. Um, but having that, that bit that comes all the way around the back of the car is good for people who want to access the back of their car, like if they've got four-wheel drives or utes with a canopy on them and they've got kitchen stuff and fridges in there and things like that. So yep. in terms of sort of just your daily shade for trips and to the park or the beach or whatever it's probably not going to be as functional still awesome though but yeah um you need a fair bit of space as well to set them up because you've got your vehicle space if you're using a tent as well your campsite's going to be big because you're going to have your vehicle space if you want to set up your 270 awning you've got probably about 1.8 meters out down the side of the car into the rear Mm -hmm. and then room for your tent as well so you're going to need a fair bit of space to set your camp up in that respect um so yeah a bit more mucking around probably um in terms of whether you go 180 or 270, um, the, if you've got a vehicle with a lift-up um, boot at the back. Oh, like a hatch door. A ha- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them uh, – there are some brands that have, haven't got an arm at the back to kind of allow that door, like the boot to open up and just sort of rest against, rest against the top. It, yeah. Some of them actually have an arm there and it will hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably the only thing I can, can think about if you want a 180 or a 270 is yeah. whether that 270, that last bit around the back of the car is actually going to work. Because that bit's quite low, isn't it, that – last bit like the bit that swings all the way around the back i'm pretty sure that's the bottom extrusion it could be yeah yeah because they're stacked right if there's mm. three arms is they're, they're on top of each other so mm-hmm. yeah one's one's lower than the rest and if that's yeah. the real one then it gets in the way so that's the only consideration there but they do give you the most coverage cost the most weigh the most more mm. to set up a bit much for what i have but if you're constantly just driving down the beach and um you know you want mm. you want a massive amount of shade for the day, then 
probably not a bad option yeah. as long as you can anchor it down properly. Definitely. So in terms of non-attached options, you've got things like um, your gazebo style shelters. So there's a couple of different kinds. I know that um, Zampire and Outdoor Connection do an air pole mm. shelter where you don't actually have a physical frame. It's just the tubes of air that create the structure. And they um, can be really awesome, especially if you're wanting to go to the beach or somewhere where it's super windy because they do move with the wind. Um, obviously, there's not like a rigid frame as I think we've touched on that quite a few times across the podcast. So they can be a really good option. And then also you've got like, you know, your classic Oz Trail style one that has the, uh, what do you call it? It's like the scissor struts yeah, along the edge all, and they sort of accordion in and out. Yeah. And concertina, that's yep. the word that I'm saying. These can be, they can provide really excellent functional shade, especially if you're looking for a, a larger amount of shade, but they can be really heavy and really bulky. But I guess they're a good option that when you, especially if you're wanting to add to it with your camping as opposed to just a day trip, you can set it up as an outdoor room, your kitchen space, and put everything in there. And it's just, it's there. So if you want to yeah. do car trips and whatever, you're not locked into keeping your car there like you would with an attached awning. Yeah. They're much more affordable too, those type of, yeah. of gazebos. In terms of use on the beach or anywhere really, mm. if the wind catches them, because once again, you've got basically a massive like umbrella type thing, yeah. the wind's going to get under it. If the wind takes that and one of those framed one kind of disappears. One it, of those frames ones is done. If the wind is, is if wrecked. the wind gets yep. that and it's gone, it's Rivets done. are gone, it's, things are bent, yeah, it's, it's all over. It's going to crumple into yep. a spiralling, what do you call them, tumbleweed uh, and steel. Have you ever seen a few of them go once where there's, <laughs> yes. there's like a row of gazebos all kind of tied together and, and this one starts to go up and before you know it, the whole, whole lot's peeled up and peeled gone off over the back and, gone and over. there's just yeah. this pile of – sort of mangled steel. So that's yeah. where – and we'll talk a bit more on air poles in a – I think either in a future or at some stage we're hoping to Yeah, s- we're to planning talk. to have another chat with Zempire I think at some yeah. stage about that. But the air pole ones are great because if it, they don't bend, right, I mean I, mm. I guess potentially they could burst but the fab, the materials they use now are really good and yeah. the whole thing just kind of flattens out and then mm. bounces back up again. So it's much that's better right. for a windy, windy sort of situation. I reckon if you've got – good pegs and you've pegged an air shelter into the ground and from sort of its anchoring perspective, it's it's nailed down, a gust of wind comes, it would more likely, as you say, just flatten down and spring back up yep. than it would to be ripped off the ground. Yeah. Whereas the frame, those heavier framed options, I shouldn't say heavier because some of those air poles, because they sort don't. Fabric. Yeah, they're fabric, but because they don't require a frame, they tend to be a lot larger and give you a lot more coverage. Like I think you can get mm. four and a half by four and a half metres, I think is sort of the standard size for that. Whereas because of the framed gazebos being that bit heavier, your standard size is like three by three metres. Yep. And that sort of also, I guess the difference would be as well that because those air shelters use air poles, they're not like a big 3D cube. They're sort of more domed and curved. So you do have more of an aerodynamic sort of shelter and I think you probably do get more functional shade space as well without the use of walls because even as the sun moves, because it's like a curved structure, it gives you more area, I guess, against – what am I trying to say? It gives it's, you got, it's got a – the square – the steel ones just got a cap on it, right, whereas yeah. the other ones kind of come down the sides a little bit. That's right. And so it's coverage. like if, if, you know, you've got like a normal Austral gazebo and then the sun moves, you're going to get sun straight down through yep. one of the sides unless you're putting a sun wall up. But there's sort of less chance of that, I reckon, with some got of those sort of arched, the, the, arched more of walls. the domey style yeah. curved ones, especially yep. with the air shelter ones. 
I will make mention here before we go too much further, just the cross between kind of the gazebo and the 270 awning. Mm. I haven't done it yet, but I've been thinking a long time since I removed my awning mm-hmm. about just using a tarp. I'm going to get two extra poles, some guy ropes, which I've already got in the in the, um, in the the car anyway, and just uh, not quite sure what the attachment side is, but just using the eyelets in the tarp to attach to my roof rack and use two poles just to set up a really lightweight basic awning yeah. on the side of my car. And my mission there is to go from – that 11 kilo awning that I've got down to mm-hmm. maybe two or three. Mm-hmm. Bit, bit more mucking around to set it up, but mm. yeah, just wanted to mention that. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. Well, I, that's, we actually do that. It's not lightweight, but we don't have any shelter or awnings or whatever. We've had awnings before, been there, done that. We have a, or I, I'm pretty sure I've got this right, six by eight meter canvas. It's, we mm-hmm. bought it from a business that supplies trucks and uses it as a cargo tarp. And we've um, made our own frame. It's essentially like an A-frame thing. Um, but that gives us a huge amount of functional yeah. space. We have, there's, and there's lots of flexibility with it as well. Like if it's super windy or um, like really, really cold or, you know, any of that, we can drop the sides down quite low. If it's hot, then we have yeah. these poles that pitch it out and it's just got beautiful airflow and we've attached it to the van before but then we can set it up as an all as a standalone thing so it's really versatile the, the, that's what i was thinking too. 100% I'm not, recommend I'm not it stuck to because with the the warnings we spoke about before the 270 the 180 and the pullout ones mm. it's on your car and without a bit of mucking around to take it off and put it on the other side you're stuck with mm. it on that side of the car whereas if you just got it i figure if i've got a way to attach this fairly easily to any side of my roof rack mm-hmm. i can put the shadow on any side of the car so yeah i'll um I'm working that out at the moment. So, yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. I have to show you some photos of mine later. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, um what have we covered off on? Well, uh, yeah, we've sort of covered 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 off on sort of more functional shelters for camping and and you know possible day trips and things like that. Um, but beach shelters, I think, is another one that's quite underrated because I think a lot of people. Or I don't know, you end up, I feel like beach shelters are one of those things that people will purchase with the intention that they're probably only going to last a year because they end up, they often will tend to be like flimsy or, you know, easily broken or windy or you see them being blown down the beach (laughs) a lot of the time. Um, But it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And there's a couple of different kinds. You can get like your pop-up shelters and you can get like stretchy fabric ones. Outdoor Connection also do I think it's got a Fiesta shelter or something, but you've got it. Oh, it's yes. like a. It's, um, I can't think of the name of the fabric, but yeah, it is a stretchy, not neoprene. Um, like um, a lycra, lycra like a swim, yeah. swimmy wear. Yeah, that's type, right. Yeah. I mean, the, the big thing with beach shelters is the wind, right? So there are pop up frames that have got, you know, bending, uh, folding knuckles mm-hmm. and semi rigid frames, and they go up really easily. But if you do get caught out in really bad weather or consistent mm. winds, which let's face it, at the beach, that uh, happens on a regular basis. Yep. If you haven't got it anchored or tied down or set up properly, it can flex and bend, and sometimes things break. And once it breaks, it becomes useless and you need a new one. Yeah. I really like these because it is literally just a massive square of or rectangle of lycra mm-hmm. and the um you're laughing about something <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all good keep going and uh just on the corners of that I, yeah the, there's no sewing or anything it's yep. just the fabric's bunched up oh. and the rope's just tied to the corner so of it's the like fabric. a sand anchor and and well that's that's on the actual lycra fabric but then on the oh. other end there's this little balloon of lycra oh. and a hole so you can use a peg or you can just fill the whole thing and it and it stretches right out right you can mm. fit heaps of sand in there and bury that in the 
sand. So setting that up on the beach. Now I've set up quite a few beach shelters in, in the videos and things that we do mm. for snowies because we saw heaps of beach shelters. Yeah, totally. And the ones that have got frames where you kind of need to balance it and then put a peg in are, are a right pain in the bum when yeah. it's windy, right? Because mm-hmm. it just keeps blowing over. You put that in, that peg pulls out while you're putting that one in and then you're back and forward and you're frustrated before you've even settled down for the beach. Mm-hmm. This one – you lay it out, stretch it out, bury the four corners and it's flat on the ground. It's not blowing mm. anywhere, right? It's just yeah. flapping around a little bit on the ground. And then you get these two poles that have got this. <laughs> just, you know, I'm just watching all your hand movements. Hand movements oh, no, know. it's making me happy. <laughs> <laughs> and the poles have got this um, this uh, bone ball mm-hmm. on the top. So once you've got the four anchors in place, you just get these poles, put them underneath, lift it up, put the poles there. And, and it's so and it's stretchy so you don't have to worry about tensioning right, and things yeah. like that. And you can put the poles in different spots. So You're if right. the sun's coming from one direction, you can put them more on one side. And as the sun moves, you can easily move the poles during the day. Um probably overselling it. But I, I really like that just for the simplicity. And when it packs up, it's just a small, you know, it's yeah, a small right. package that just, just goes in my camp kit. That's really so awesome. I really like that one for the simplicity and the mm. things just can't break in it. You can add more poles to it if you want, put four poles and you've always got a gazebo. Yep. So I really like those ones. But That's really good. We do sell heaps of like little pop-up ones that go really easily. Mm. Um, got that traditional kind of A-frame. The retro one? Retro A-frame, yeah. yeah. That's the one that I've got um, actually and it's not sort of as flexible in terms of because it's not stretchy, you can't just sort of – set it up and peg it up and and put your poles in and expect it to be perfect. Mm. Um, but mine is, yeah, it's like yellow and white, stripey. Actually got it from Snowy's like I'd easily say 10 years ago, but I didn't yeah. work here then, but one of my friends did and she got it for me for my birthday. Oh, nice. And, um, yeah, and I reckon they're probably one of the most popular – shelters that we sell because you can you get a huge amount of shade from them from literally just a, a big rectangle of fabric that's rolled up. The only real bulky thing that you've got to worry about is the poles. And you can get ones with steel poles, but mine's got um, aluminium poles. They do have a reputation though for being dodgy in wind. Um, yeah. And I mean, most beach shelters do, but these ones in particular, everyone's always like, oh, you know, don't you, they're useless. Don't worry about them in the wind or whatever. The best decision that I ever made was to ditch the pegs that they came with and yep. buy these. I know it sounds hardcore. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I know it sounds hardcore, but they're steel galve right angled yeah, pegs. You've gone on about these, you know. <laughs> I think we had a. Episode oh my a while god! Ago I love them just, so much. Yeah, okay. I love them for literally everything, and we just have four of them in with the bag. And there has not been a day at the beach where everybody else has packed up their shelters or shelters are rolling off down the beach, and people were just gone home, and we've just been sitting there happily in like gale force winds because <laughs> these pegs just do not budge, and the shelter holds up to it because it's the pegs that essentially are the problem. Yeah. Um, and similar to similarly to what you're saying, because it's got multiple different holes in it and the way that you can set it up, you just get shade all throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think that if you've got two people to set them up, it's easy too because you just need someone yeah. to hold that frame in the middle while the mm-hmm. other person puts the pegs in. Yeah. But you know that thing with the wind, it's it's a common question we get, right, not just with beach shoulders but with tents as well. How mm. long does it hold up in the wind? Mm-hmm. In reality, it comes down to common sense and how you've pitched it. Yeah. No matter what shelter you're looking, you're yeah. using. If it's an enormous shelter with a massive side or something on it, that's going to catch a lot of winds. Mm-hmm. It's without it being pegged down really well. 
it's not going to handle the wind very well. I know, especially but, those little like dome tent pop up ones where yeah. you go in the front and the rest is all, um, the rest is all walls and whatever. If there's an onshore wind or an offshore, I don't know what what is it when the wind's coming onto the shore. Is that is that called onshore? Is that offshore? It's because on, it's onshore off the coming shore. Onshore, yeah. Anyway, offshore wind is that's coming when it's going off. Well, I didn't know if offshore wind was when the wind was coming off the shore. Does that make sense? Offshore is wind and coming onto off you. the shore. Yeah. yeah. But you, anyway, that's anyway. another topic. No, but I'm going to get to the bottom of that so I don't sound like an idiot every off, time I try offshore, to use just those think terminologies. About it. So the wind is oh, – no, I won't go down that path. Anyway. <laughs> I can see your brain being like, right. Um, but anyway, those things are essentially like a balloon. And they're just going to fill yeah. up with air and just got a pocket go off going into, straight in the, into the atmosphere yeah. unless yeah. they're pegged down properly. And it's not usually people just say, oh, I'll put a couple of sandfuls of hand, sand, ha- handfuls of sand in these pockets. No, it's not going to work. The forces of the wind on, on the fabric are, are enormous yeah. if the wind's strong enough. So, yeah. yeah. And if- there are some really awesome, you know, lightweight, compact beach shelters out there, but you do need to really be equipped to make sure they're being anchored properly. And by that, it also means even if it's a lo- if it's a lightweight shelter and mm. you've anchored the guy ropes properly, but the guy ropes are only attached to the shelter in a lightweight mm. manner, mm-hmm. then the pegs might stay in there, but the guy ropes might come off. So yeah, yeah you've got to have. A- you still laughing about my hand movement here? No, because I just thought to myself, we haven't. Oh, oh I've just gotten so into this conversation, <laughs> I haven't even bothered to look at the show notes that we've got here. No. And then when I did look at the show notes, I uh, read this thing, beach umbrellas, and then instantly yeah. I was thinking, oh, what do you think about beach umbrellas in my head? And then I remembered my friend um, Nick when we went to the beach one day, I have this amazing photo of her standing there with her umbrella, which is completely gone <laughs> inside out. <laughs> There's this huge big inverted beach umbrella and she's like, huzzah. Yeah. That just came to my head and I was just having a giggle while I was listening I to it. I found it strange that umbrellas are a, a beach thing, right? I, I, they look good mm. on the beach, but – in terms of the whole how they're engineered and how they come together, a calm beach day is fine, but a windy beach day, I know it's not good. I think they're just the ultimate OG beach shade. OG? Like original. Original, okay. Yeah. They're just the original beach shade, yeah. you know, from back when we didn't have the technology to come up with yeah. all sorts of other things. And I think that's why those sort of um, other stripy retro style fabric with the things, they're also quite retro because they're just yeah. simple and they're, they're basic. But you're right. I don't think I've ever had a successful umbrella, an umbrella beach shade trip. No, I've seen them tumbling down the beach like a spear. Yeah, <laughs> or they invert or the, yeah. you know, the ones that you can unscrew in the middle and angle, they just keep falling down on yep. people or you can't get them deep enough in the sand or, yeah. or what have you. I mean, we sell a butt Heaps. ton of them. We yeah. sell so many umbrellas. It's ridiculous. Yep. But I just personally haven't ever had much success with them. You said butt ton. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Anyway, uh, move on. Um, terrible habits. I think they look good, right? And it's kind of they're easy mm. to set up. But it, once again, it goes back to that common sense thing. If it's a windy day and yeah. you've got an umbrella, yeah. it's a big, large catchment yeah. for the wind. And if you mm. haven't got it anchored down, yeah, it's going to take off. Yeah, so, yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't hurt anyone along the way. Yeah. There they're colourful some, though. They can be colourful and really cool. pretty. Yeah, those raffia ones. They're yeah. Like, right. yeah, yeah, they do. They make you feel like you're going <laughs> to be served a pina colada at, some, yeah, yeah, at yeah. any Good stage. Way. Just keep waiting. Yeah. Um, I th- there are some shelters. Oz Tent is one. I think last year was the first time we saw them and they've kind of 
They fold up quite small, but they pop out. The sides kind of invert. Are you talking about the Malamu series? Ma- Malamu, sorry, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, which is which is an Austin brand. Mm. And I was quite impressed by those because they they pitch tightly and yep. the just the way they when the, when they popped out, they kind of support themselves a fair bit. That so cube, they could, the cube one. Yeah, I was quite impressed with that because when I first sort of saw it, I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. That's going to be pounded in about half an hour at the beach, but it's not, it's actually really good. Well, they're curved on the outside. So you got that little bit of aerodynamic sort Mm. of um, nature to it and Mm. they're quite rigid once they pop out, but they pack Mm. up quite small. So that's probably the one that I would trust the most in heavier winds if, if that's what you need. But I guess at the end of the day, you try not to go to the beach on a really windy day anyway, aren't you? So I think sometimes you can't actually help it though. Like I don't know about you, especially in South Australia, so other states might be totally different. But there's about there's a point in the afternoon, it's sort of around like two or three o'clock where you just you get wind. It's not avoidable. It can be yep. like the most gloriously still glass water day and then that time in Adelaide comes and the wind's on. So it depends yep. if you're sort of there for a whole day or or what your vibe is. I mean, we usually, if we're going to the beach, we'll be there for hours and hours yeah. and hours. So that's, I think that's at the end of the day why we chose to invest in those pegs. We did actually have them in our kit anyway. And then my partner was like, oh, let's give these a try. And now they're just permanently in there. Yeah. Okay. So we've, yeah. And as I said, our shelter's been up for, you know, eight to 10 hours at the beach without any hassles. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, I've set ours up that stretchy one I was talking about, pretty windy weather before, mm. just next to the car. And yeah. Just anchor it down and it's, it's an easy one. I think the other thing probably worth mentioning is I think those sort of with um, the considerations that we've talked about with anchoring it down and making sure it's secured properly, shelters like yours and mine, which are the huge, big, large fabric ones, depending on how many people you've got, they can actually give you quite a large amount of shade. Like yep. I find that ours, we've, you know, as I've said lots of times, I've got a family of six and often we'll go down with, you know, friends who might add an extra two or three or four people. And generally that's enough to provide mm. all of us with the shade that we need. And it's like a fraction of the size of a, a gazebo alternative. It's lighter. Yeah. You can just string on your shoulder if you have to walk, you know, two, three, four hundred metres to your spot on the beach or, or whatever. Yep. They're a good option. Whereas I think some of those smaller pop-up options, like we've got a um, Austral shade tent here on the desk, like that's quite small and it's compact, but you probably wouldn't get that many people in there. Like the shade itself no. isn't super functional. They're a bit hotter too, I think, when they've got enclosed sides, whereas yeah, the, the A-frame ones or, or what I use, they're open on the sides. So you've yeah. got the shade from the top and you've got the airflow underneath. So, yeah, mm. quite comfortable to see under. So. Yeah. And all this applies to the campsite too. Yeah, totally. about beach, but um, I take my beach shelter when we're camping mm-hmm. and that's either for the beach or in the campsite if yep. I need extra shade. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Awesome. Hope that was some useful insights into our thoughts. Yeah, on shelter and shade options, whether you're camping or hitting the beach leading into summer. Now we're going to have some awesome weather apparently this this season. Hopefully. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I think some of the weather weather dudes in South Australia anyway have predicted uh, a wet spring. Um, Oh, really? Wetter spring than usual but also warm. So I think possibly we might be having a bit more of a humid time down here in SA this year. 
they can get it wrong, they can't they? <laughs> they there can. people that can get their job, oh, get no, their wrong, get their job wrong each day and still come back the next uh, day. The horror, <laughs> the horror on your face right now. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for joining us again, folks. Hopefully, that's given you a bit of food for thought with uh, either upgrading or choosing a shelter for you this summer. Uh, let us know all of your adventures that you're taking in this warmer weather. Shoot us through some photos if you like to our Snowy's Camping Show Facebook group. Yeah. That's it for this week. We'll see you again next time. See you later.